Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Welcome back to the Ransom Heart Podcast. We are really glad that you've tuned in to this series of podcasts. Yes. Um, if you're not familiar with it, we are going into some samples of a brand new audio collection that's been 10 years in the making. It's the Wild at Heart Boot Camp Platinum Collection. And this edition of the Ransom Heart Podcast is a very particularly powerful mm. piece of that collection. It's centered around John's teaching on spiritual warfare um, and love to go into a sample of that and then get reactions from some of the guys in the studio here today, um, Chris Hack and Craig McConnell. So I think you'll enjoy this. Yes. The lives of many rest in the courage of a few. There's something in you that wants that to be true and wants it to be true of you. There are several things that we've been trying to kind of dial you into, help you to fuller apprehend and understand and grasp and enter into and enjoy. You have a heart. The heart is central. You live in a larger story, incredible story. It's a love story, but it's a story at war. You live in a world at war. There is the poser but the poser is not the central thing and it's not the most important thing. You have a wounded heart and Jesus came to heal your wounds and restore you to a genuine strength. You have an identity. You have a name. There's a validation coming to you and that needs to continue to come to us from the Father. We need to hear what he thinks of us. We just need it to fight off all the lies and, and, and all of that. This morning, what we need to enter into is something that's going to be immensely helpful to you, that for um, tragic reasons, many, many men in the church don't understand, and that is you have an enemy. There is an enemy. In fact, the story of your life is the story of the long and sustained assault against you by the one who knows who you could be and he fears you. He fears you becoming that and stepping into that. The lives of many <laughs> depend on you rising up as a man, becoming who you were meant to be, who you really are actually walking with God in that and in your place in his story. But the first thing is we have got to deal with the enemy. You read 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Peter is writing to Christians. And he says, heads up, you guys, heads up, be sober, be on the alert be on your guard. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that your brothers around the world are undergoing the same sort of sufferings. 
Peter is assuming something about the normal Christian life, about your life, about any person's life. But in here, he's writing to the brothers. And he is assuming that you're under regular spiritual attack. It's just a given. It's not hocus pocus. It's not something kind of different or only for those, you know, missionaries in foreign countries. Peter said, oh, no, this is, this is all around the world. And notice how he characterizes it. Devour, maul, thrash, destroy, harm deeply. He doesn't just say he's trying to tempt you, give you bad thoughts. He says, oh, no, this is really ugly. This gets really brutal. Heads up. It's just part of the deal. Okay. All right. Resist it. Resist it. Do something about it. Don't just let it roll over you. Don't just take it. Okay. That's the posture of the scriptures, right? Given the larger story, given what happened in act two, given the fact that Satan is now in the earth with an army behind him looking to destroy. I mean, Jesus says there's a thief who comes to steal and kill and destroy. This is Jesus's teaching, right? So if Jesus says there's a thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy, then there's a thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. There's something in us that just like, I don't want to hear it. Oh, do we have to deal with this? Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't think there's room in my theology for this. Well, it's like theology or not, it's in your life. It's happening to you. You might as well fight it. Remember Aragorn and Gandalf trying to urge King Theoden in the two towers, you must fight, right? And King Theoden says, I will not risk open war. That is the perfect picture of the church right now. And Aragorn looks at him and he says, open war is upon you, whether you would risk it or not. It's not something that we invite. It's not something that we choose. It's something that we have been hurled into. And that little boy is a warrior because he's going to need to be a warrior as a man. Standing between you and everything you want in this life, the love, the validation, the healing, the freedom, the influence, right? Your dreams. Standing between you and all of that is an enemy that you have to come to terms with. You must fight. Resist him. We're commanded to resist. In Revelation chapter 12, it actually is a great view of Christmas. Revelation 12. You want to see what really happened to Christmas? It wasn't away in a manger. It was this massive battle in the heavens. Michael and Satan and all these angels and demons are fighting it out over the birth of Christ because the birth of Christ is the invasion of the kingdom. Right? The kingdom of God is invading this world. But then here's what it says. After it describes that battle in Revelation 12, there was war in heaven. Then it says, then I heard a loud voice. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of Jesus Christ for the accuser of the brothers. The accuser of our brothers who accuses them day and night has been hurled down 
They overcame him, he's talking about the saints, overcame him by the blood of Christ, by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much so as to shrink from death. No fear, no fear, no freaking out by the blood of Christ, but he's called the accuser. The first level of this assault comes into us in the form of his spin on your life, his interpretation of events, the way he tries to distort things at the level of accusation, bottom line, those sneering thoughts that are so familiar to you that you think they're coming from your own thoughts, your own head, right? You, that sneer, this isn't for you. It is too late, right? That lie that says, you are disqualified. That voice that says, I know, I know your story. If these guys knew, right, all of that, all of that is coming from the enemy. Don't trust anyone, right? That's from the enemy. God's not coming for you. He's not coming, right? You will never be a man. You'll never get free of this stuff. Or just that, just that more sort of religious voice that says, whoa, Tiger, this is a little out there. You know, enjoy this, but kind of moderate it a little. Actually, I am moderated. I'm way toned down. I'm trying not to come on too strong, okay? <laughs> this is 101, all right? But just that sneering voice that just talks about, be comfortable. You're fine. You're fine. You, you don't want to get into this, you know? All of it. The accuser of the brethren, right? You missed your opportunity. That was past. I mean, so many ways this comes into us. You married the wrong person, right? These lies that come in, and now here's what's so diabolical about it, is the enemy knows your story, right? And he knows your wounds. He was present, for all of them, he caused most of them, right? But he's there with the message of your wounds. He knows your story, so he knows what works with you. Oh, that really sucked. You suck at this. Whatever that is, that meeting at church, that business presentation you did, the attempt to get the graduate degree, whatever it is, you got the beauty, you didn't get the, He knows your story. He knows your father wounds. Right? He knows the messages that work with you. And until you deal with this, you just get creamed. You just get hammered by it. Right? Why do so many guys get taken out? You look at the story in the movie Braveheart, you know, and here are these guys, and they want to rise up, and they want to fight for their freedom, and they're a little hesitant, they're not sure. Everybody wants to be Wallace at some point. Right? Let me rush the field. Come on. Right? But most guys end up feeling like Robert the Bruce. You know, he's a good man, but he keeps getting taken out. Every time he wants to rise up, boom. Every time he tries to maybe take a little risk, boom. Every time he tries to be the man, boom. Why? Because of whose voice he's under. He's under the voice of his accuser. What's fascinating is the Satan figure in this scene is his own father, Right? When it's the voice you're familiar with, it's really hard to sort out, isn't it? 
It feels so true. And just the ingredients in that were really striking me again. The mockery of his dreams, just kind of the, just the laugh, the dismissal of his heart's passions. You know, oh yeah, well, everybody wants that. When you're young, just the mockery of his desires, that's the enemy, right? And then the confusion He's starting to kind of twist the, the facts a little bit. There's some truth in there, but he starts to confuse him. And you can begin to see Robert kind of go, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. And, and then he uses fear, right? Whoa, what could happen? What could happen? You know, and he brings in that and just seduction, just this seductive voice of deception. And the poor guy is taken out and he does not get free. And Scotland does not get free until he comes out from under that, until he finally rises up against it. And there's this powerful scene where after betrayal after betrayal, he finally tells this, his father, this figure, I will never be on the wrong side again. Right? Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that your brothers are all facing something similar. Because one of the things that comes with warfare when I get hit with it, with spiritual attack is, I did it. I blew it. I did something to bring this on. I'm the schmuck. You know, nobody else lives under this stuff. It's just me. That always comes with it, doesn't it? That's your thing too, right? You did something to deserve this. No, you have an enemy, right? You must fight. You must break these agreements that you've been making. What he's looking for is an agreement. When he comes with this spin, when he came with those wounds and the message of your wounds when you were young or the failures or the divorce or whatever it was, when he comes with his spin into it, he's hoping that you'll buy it. He's hoping that something in your heart will say, yeah, that's true. That's an agreement. You make an agreement with it and then pow. He stays. He just sets up camp there and he works that thing for years. As we mentioned before, that was just a short audio sample of a much more extended teaching that we captured at yeah. a boot camp and actually a piece at one of our advances. Um, Chris, Craig, as you think about this teaching of um, the world we live in, in this battle of good and evil, and the reality of spiritual warfare in our daily life. Um, where do your thoughts go on it? Gosh, Morgan, my very first reaction is, um, well, John's teaching, I'm just, um, I'm just blown away that so much of my Christian life was lived without this category, that the world is at war, that I have an enemy. And then... Um, during the session at boot camp, and I think it's on the extended version of the Platinum Collection, but John prays a prayer, and, and mm-hmm. every time he prays that prayer, I just find myself breaking agreements mm-hmm. um, that I've made with evil and untruths that really have a powerful part in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that too, Craig. It just seems like every time I hear this message, I hear more agreements that I'm making. And it's certainly not a journey that I ever arrive at. Mm -hmm. Um, It's always being aware of like the voice of God, the voice of the enemy. Mm. Where is that coming from? And and, uh, 
what am I hearing? Mm. And so it just seems like so valuable. I love listening to this because it's it's just constant teaching that can deepen my walk with God mm-hmm. and, and, and really just offer so much more freedom in just my normal living to say, no, I, I don't agree with that. And, and uh, I, I do believe Christ and what you say. And um, so certainly that prayer that you mentioned, Craig, is just a, a great way if, you know, not familiar with praying that so well that can invite you into to walking that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's an amazing resource. So, and again, what you just heard is, is just a small piece of the larger resource. There's a two-disc resource that you can purchase at ransomedheart.com slash platinum collection. And the Battle to Fight disc is, again, a part of the larger collection. If you're interested in, in hearing all the different sessions from boot camp, just totally recommend you check out that website. And uh, there's a lot more re- resources as well at ransomedheart.com. Just find what your heart needs and go deeper. Really looking forward to next week when we talk about an adventure to live. 